forever. Dog. Hello, Adventure Cateers. The episode you're about to hear was recorded over Zoom and live streamed on the internet in the not so distant past. It's just one of many stay at home live streams available right now on your Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast feed. But if you want access to the complete Thrilling Adventure Hour, that's the entire back catalog, plus bonus content, plus live streams not yet available here, plus complete libraries of classic segments in case you've ever wanted to listen to the complete Sparks Nevada in order and uninterrupted, or the complete Beyond Belief, uh, the complete Captain Laserbeam, the complete Chrono Patrol Extended Universe, etc., etc., etc. All of that is available on Patreon for the low, low monthly price of $5. Patreon gives you a members-only RSS feed that can be plugged into your podcast player of choice for easy listening, and then you're off and running. Your Patreon membership not only gives you access to all that amazing content, it also helps us to keep doing the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you. And now, on with the show. To sign up for the Thrilling Adventure Hour Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash thrillingadventurehour. That's patreon.com slash thrillingadventurehour. So I reckon the best bet is to tell both of these Feltons a scary story and see which of them develops the lily-livered trembles. Trembles? Where? Here? Get them off of me. Yeah, I'm also scared of stuff like the Trabbles. All right. It's as good an idea as we got, Mr. Town Selectman. But what story are you going to tell him? Oh, hooey! I got plenty. But I've narrowed it down to three real campfire spookers, all categorized under a codicil in the town charter, subheaded Beyond Belief. Sounds scary. Are we in them? Not, uh, exactly. But anyway, the first option is called Scream a Little Scream. It's about dreams and children's stories and the despair of being stuck writing children's stories. Terrifying. The next option, that's right, it's it scary. is. It is. It's terrifying. The next option <laughs> is scary. Uh, that's the point. They're all scary. Okay. The, the next option is called Three Strikes, You're Dead. And it's about baseball and ghosts and blowing an opportunity when things most matter. Bone chilling. Yep. And finally, the third choice is called Bon Vivant. It's about mothers and children and the faith we put in charlatans who provide easy answers. No, too real. I don't want to hear none of those. I'm out of fingernails to chew from Fred as it is. Well, the town moves that we put it to a vote. On your screens there, you'll see a form where you can vote for option one, scream a little scream. Option two, three strikes, you're dead. Or option three, bon vivant. Please vote now. How long we aim to wait? Mm, long as it takes. Every uh, vote gets counted here on Mars, and every vote counts, too. So make sure y'all do your part and vote blue. Blue, you mean you me? You mean my screen is frozen? No, tr try refreshing your screen. I I'll mm. wait. No, my screen is... Oh, now, okay. Now it is working. And, nope, now it there is frozen go. again. No, I prefer it this way, though. Frozen. My screen ain't sensing my fingers for some reason. Well, you are known to be cold, Marshall, and that ain't me saying it, just word around town. I hope these scary stories ain't too scary, don't you? Yeah, I'll like totally freak out. Hey, you got that pie chart yet, buddy? Where'd it go? 
Where's the pie chart? I'm st- I'm I had scared. it. No, I made it go away. It's fine. I know. I know what it is. Here, here's the deal. Okay. Oh boy, this uh, this wasn't really much of a tight race. Not a squeaker at all, as the oh, option squeaker, said. Squeaker, squeaker, no, no, don't Our squeaker okay. gear. All right, all right. That's enough to call the winner. All right, folks, and it is scream a little scream. It's time to send the little ones to dreamland and set your radio's dial to spooky. Bolt the doors, lock your windows, and steal yourself a mysterious suspense in this evening's final feature, Beyond Belief. Meet Frank and Sadie Doyle, the toast of the upper crust, headliners on the society pages, and oh yes, they see ghosts. Who cares what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Unless evil's carrying the martini tray, darling. Join the Doyles in tonight's dark episode, Scream a Little Scream. Our story begins high above Park Avenue in the famed Plaza Hotel, where the usual delightful stupor is replaced by one of a different nature. Frank, darling, I feel strange. Is there something wrong with this bottle? Only that it's empty, Sadie Love. Perhaps its contents were past their expiration date? Oh, they never got the chance. Describe your unusual feeling, darling. Perhaps it is a match to mine. You have it too? Well, perhaps. I have an obvious solution. Let's drink it away! Meet you in the liquor cabinet. That one. The far one. Frank, darling, I'm walking toward the liquor cabinet only to have it slide further and further away. Me too. Our own liquor cabinet should know better than to play hard to get with us. Betrayed by a family member. It stings, I'll admit. This strange feeling. Did we... Frank, are we sober? Now that you said it, it really feels like we are, Uh, I I bet. But you ain't. Of course you ain't. Well, that's reassuring. Thank you, Busby. You're not welcome. Frank, do we know this fuzzy orange little gentleman? Well, I do, don't you? Busby the Grump, Sadie Doyle. Charmed. I couldn't hate meeting you more. Well, that's not nice. Thank you. I'm a grump. Your garbage disposal is nice, so I don't like it. It's empty, and I prefer full ones. I'm sorry, Frank. Just how do you know this Busby the Grump? I don't know. I just do. Why don't you? I don't know. I just don't. Oh, me, don't you, Sadie? And who is this now? Oh, Frank, this is Hucklebuckle Beanstalk. Oh, charmed. I'd offer you a seat, but I see you've brought your own tuffet. The big baker baked me in this tuffet, baked me this tuffet in Oven City. He made it out of giggles and rainbows, and the rest are ingredients from a peach cobbler recipe. Well, that explains that. Does it? 
Or does it raise more questions than it answers? No. No. Like, why does Sadie know me? And why does Frank know me? And what are we doing here? And do we know each other? If so, for how long? If not, why not? And what are we up to? And what does it have to do with you? And when am I going to make it rain sparkles until everything twinkles and everyone everywhere smiles? Mm, And when am I going to sing about bad smells and eggshells and teach you how to clap? But most importantly... Very most importantly... What's going on? Well, obviously we're in a dream. Yes, we have been all day. Or is it night? (laughs) That never matters. You're obviously a pair of dream things. Figment Americans. And I suppose if you're here, you likely want something from us. Uh, Our help, probably. We picked such smart helpers. Do you know whose dream this is we're all in yet? They can't know whose dream this is we're all in yet. Mm. That also doesn't matter. Is one of you asleep? (gasps) Are both of you asleep? Is that important? It's the most important thing of all. Unless you think about it. Do think about it. I suppose why we're here is more important right now. Ah, soap bubbles. I may as well go wash behind my ears. I'm sorry. How does being sourly disposed have anything to do with disliking cleanliness? It just does. Okay. With what do you need our help here in the land of Nod? Someone new got in here. New and scary. And wrong. And nasty. And dangerous. And rotten. But not like me, like objectively bad. He's killing children in their dreams. Is that fatal in real life as well? No. No. No, it's just really scary for the children. We're not presenting it right. Uh, Children, you see, are having... Bad dreams. Mm-hmm. So bad they nearly remember them when they wake up, probably. We strongly suspect. And it will not stand. We know from all sorts of dreams about you that you're the, you're the one who helped with monsters. Can we count on you to help us with this one? It's up to us, the good imaginings, to help foster good dreams and stop the bad ones. And it's up to you to help us. Won't you help us stop kids from dying in dreams, but probably not even remembering it in their waking lives? Well, as long as the stakes are this high and we're already in a Mm. dream of dreaming ourselves, we may as well, right, dear? I don't see why not. Dream reasoning. Good. Then come with us if you want to dream. If you aren't already. Not that it matters. Now, there's two ways to get where we got him. One is a treacherous journey full of rock giants and dog dragons and a boy with a horse who sometimes is maybe a girl with a unicorn sometimes, and there's maybe more yelling than you'd think and some pale royalty whose siblings are concepts. Pass.
The other way is you answer a riddle. It's the most difficult riddle and it's also the least. The second you get it right, you get it wrong, except then in an instant you get it right again. What's the riddle? Where are we? Right here? Yes! No! Oh. Oh, yes, I guess. <laughs> and now the here where we are is a hospital room. The man in the red silk pajamas is suffering from psoriatic arthritis. He's in constant pain and he refuses to take his medications. He grouses all the time, like my Uncle Kvetch. He falls in and out of a coma with <coughs> rich and fertile dreams, mostly in. Hasn't been out since the bad dream started. His name is Mallory Blackpool. <gasps> Mallory Blackpool, the children's author? Never read him. Oh, darling, everyone's read Mallory Blackpool's books. Grady Gringle in the grape he grew up in. Fray not. The wondrous Wister Walrus. Must have wished it. Surely you've read Birdie Beeswax at the Candy Bazaar. Haven't, didn't, nor did I see the film, the remake, nor the subsequent Broadway musical with which I am unfamiliar except apparently in this dream to whomever it belongs. Then I guess you don't know about Carnacious Canary. <gasps> I do. Carnacious Canary was the curious conductor of the Candy Bazaar. That position sounds entirely ceremonial. Blackpool's coma has freed Carnacious Canary to roam the rest of the dream places where he is acting a terror. He could be anywhere, but he's not. He's here. Welcome. It is a blessing to have guests. I'm so glad you could come. This is going to be a day you'll never forget. Hope you'll be overjoyed, enraptured, entranced. I think you will. Okay, sure, if you say so. I never read the book. Mr. Doyle, we are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. I'm sorry, I'm completely unfamiliar with the source material. <laughs> Sadie? Hello, Carnacious, you darling old codger. You look exactly as described. Smiling eyes, winking mouth, ears uneven. You look like a confused puppy dog. I just want to pinch your cheeks and have your suit pressed. It's so wrinkly. Crumpled and rumpled, said the book. That's quite enough. <laughs> well, you have to, have to take care of your clothes, old man, and they'll take care of you. I said that's quite enough. Well, I obviously disagreed. I've dawdled with you long enough. The hospitality man in me longs to be an old friend to new friends, but now that we're neither exactly, I know some bad little children whose dreams want visiting. But you love children. Children are nasty wretches. Filthy, incoherent, lacking in empathy. Do I need more reason? Yes. This is why they say never to meet your heroes. Why is that, dear? In the stories, he loved children, hoped they would overcome their inherent animal natures and survive every stall in the candy bazaar. Children's story involved the murder of children? Despite Canary's wishes for them. 
And now Canary is freed from his writer's subconscious, the writer who wrote of the murder of children. A nasty subconscious, indeed. He's my dreamer, to be sure. Mr. Blackpool, his anger is in me. It's why I do what I do. To children, with knives made. Knives made of the candy they love. So, renowned children's author, hates children, manifests that hate in the form of his creation, which then skips through the REM city-state stabbing children with a, what is that, the sharpened stick of an overlarge lollipop? This can't be what you want, Carnacious Canary. You love children. I do. I want nothing more to end this, to go back to the world of fiction and stop sweet-stabbing children. I love children, but Mr. Blackpool does not. Well then, let's go to the source. Uh, Mr. Blackpool, a word if you please. But, but he's in a coma. In the awake world, but this is a dream. But who's? Probably his. Who cares? Mr. Blackpool, we'd love for you to join us. Creator, come. Come and have a word. Hmm. I was having the most pleasant coma. Who calls me here? Frank Doyle, my wife Sadie. Hello. I've read all of your books. And I haven't. This is Busby, a grump. Terrible to meet you. That means good. I'm a grump. I don't know exactly what this one is, but she is terribly upbeat. Huckle Buckle Beanstalk. And this is my tuffet. Forgive me, I forgot to introduce the tuffet. It's ticklish. <laughs> sure. And of course, you already know your creation, apparently, Carnacious Canary. Uh, now, let us all have a seat at this table I've imagined and have this out. Oh. Right? Also very strange. Am I dreaming? Probably. Someone is. Couldn't possibly matter. You see, Mallory, the thing is, I'm wandering the dreams of children and, well, stabbing them there. Oh, my word. Why? We were hoping you might be able to tell us. Well, how would I know? Well, he has sprung from your subconscious, and perhaps by getting to the bottom of why he's doing it, he might stop. Have you had any unpleasant experiences with children, Mr. Blackpool? Exclusively, yes. Starting with Wilhelm Chonklet, revolting child. Eleven years old and horror globulous. Flesh some French fried fingers, endlessly shoving every edible down his greasy gullet. If he wants candy, I'll give him some. Oh, soap bubbles. Oh, bubble baths. The two of them here in their place of power thinking so hard and mean about this Wilhelm causing a rift in the sleepscape. If Chocolate is asleep wherever he is, he'll be summoned here fastest when the kitty cat sorceress calls her feline army from Meow Alley. All right. So, mm. I mean, I, I I, okay, I, there it is. I said so. What a strange dream this is. I was imagining marshmallow pillows, and now it is my old friend, Mallory Blackpool, and I am the edge of when we first met. Mallory, it is I, your friend from youngster times, Wilhelm Chonklet. Chonklet, you great greasy bully. This grinning, jolly fellow was your childhood bully? One of them, yes. I was exceedingly bullyable. 
Who else bullied you? Uh, careful, you'll call them here. Yeah, we'll have a quite happy reunion of all of we who were your friends, Black Puddle. <laughs> you were not my friends. Walk us through. My other torturers included this spoiled and pampered Siamese cat of a girl with a nasal winging yop who demanded ownership over everything and everything. Mary Blakepool, you clot, wouldn't share your lunch pennies with the prettiest girl in school. You already have your own lunch pennies, Iodine. You're flush. But I want your lunch pennies. Don't make me make you hang you over a doorknob by the band of your wife, France. I want it all! There was one yammery blagger whose brain bulged thick with thinks of cartoons and comic books, bubblegum music and radio serials. Bang! Pow! Zap! I'm Max Stinker. Hang on. You had a bully named Stinker, and you couldn't turn those tables? I couldn't get a word in. Biff Blam! Turns out you're the stinker, slap fool. Putting his nasty kitties in all your books. Even poor, sweet Polly Dunlap. Gum-chewing cow. Okay, so you held against this girl the cardinal sin of gum-chewing. Gum-chewing's a nasty habit. Says a habitual stabber of young people. All I ever wanted was to chew my gum and kiss you on the face with my face. She tried to kiss me with our old gum in her mouth. Would fresher gum have been preferable? I'd have been open to the discussion. Mallory, it seems some of the slights visited upon you by these tormentors whom you later fictionalized and dispatched are rather slight. Not to mention that I solved my guilt by lending you all that money for university. Yes, yes, you sent me to North South Oswichire. And uh, we dated for nearly three years. You wouldn't have written your kitty novels without my championing, nor my paying for your fucking schooling. Would I introduce you to my publisher? You're a writer, too. I write mystery novels about nihilistic Swiss detectives. Well, I can't believe you didn't know that. Well, look, when we wake up, I'll have my office call you. I'm a producer in show business, all right? I make movies based on Mallory books. Made him a fortune. I married him for that fortune. Just kidding. I married him because I love him. Just kidding. Nah, just kidding about just kidding. I'm not kidding. I loved him from the first moment I saw him. So not only aren't you seethingly resentful of these children, but they made you who you are today. Darling, at whom are you mad enough to send your mad creation after your audience? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I know. Where are we now? This is T.R. Mortain's study. T.R. Martin, the famously reclusive author? The same T.R. Martin of whom the New York Times said, due to the integrity and spark of his wholly original characters, even his exposition shimmers? The same. Well, if it isn't Mallory Blackpool, you unlettered squib. 
Is this your doing? No, he seems fun. What are you, friends of his? No. no. Definitely not. Uh, acquaintances. At best. Oh, let's say drinking buddies. Let's do, Frank. It's about time we had something to clink. Oh, allow me. To what drinks are made of? Heavens, isn't this all so derivative? Ought I to candy stab him now? Your fictional bad boy is carrying out your vendettas, Blackpool, you caricature. Where have I seen that before? Oh, yes, everywhere. I, I, that's not fair, Professor. Oh, I'd forgotten that talent and success go hand in hand. I'd forgotten that the life of an author is fair. It's a fair one. You parodists parody. You lampoon. I'd forgotten that you can toll away scribbling at one, two, three titles in a lifetime, and then some undershowered dolt shows up in your intro to creative writing workshop with a diamond ego and a pen full of made-up words hoping that wishing made life fair all of a sudden. I imagine you discouraged him as any mentor should. Mortain wasn't my mentor. He was my tormentor. Wordplay. Fat. This lady has more talent as a writer by the way she holds her liquor than you've shown in two dozen children's books. Calling them novels is a disservice to our literary forebears. The children's books were your idea! Discouragement that clearly mistranslated. Uh, you discouraged Blackpool by suggesting he write for children. He told me the writing life is difficult and we lack the innovative ingenuity, the capacity for phrasedom and the pure imagination to gratify readers. Adult readers. He told me with my proclivity for writing characters with funny hats and silly names, I, I'm best suited to author children's books. Is my hat silly now? Is my name funny now? I don't know your name. But your funny hat is how I identified you as Blackpool's creation. As to this stabbing of me you're doing, I don't believe it. Hmm. Blackpool, I meant it to turn you away from the craft altogether. Uh, it didn't work. My anger fueled my creativity. I wrote a lot of books. Is there anything more pathetic? than a dream sequence. I ask you, if you can't root out a character's interior life through dialogue and description, you may as well hang up the silly hats. Wrong, sir. Wrong. Under section 37B of the implicit contract between writer and reader, it states quite clearly that anything that works, works. You said that and yet you still gnaw at the oversigned enough to make him hate through the imagined, his audience, whom he and the imagine on all people by dint of being people, love, children. And so by rules and rights of derision shall become null and void if, and you can read this for yourself, it's in the photostatic copy, quote, I, the understein, shall forfeit all rights, privileges and licenses herein and herein contained, etc., etc., fox mentis incendum, gloria copum, etc., etc., amobis punitor delicatum. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You're the cause of hurt feelings. You caused me to run loose among the dreams of children, ruining the dreams of children. So you're the monster at the end of the story. So there, jerk. I said so there. I am undone by my own words, bellowed when drunk and heard, apparently. And yes, to be believed. From writer to reader, whatever works is valid. Rules be damned. Your writing works. I 
should have respected it. And you. Feeling better, Canary? So shines a good deed in a weary world. Hooray! Boo! Which is Grom for hooray! Yes. And you, Blackpool. Oh, are you kidding? That was all kinds of cathartic, in a way that all of my wild success and billions of dollars from my books never has been. <laughs> hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, boo, which, as I mentioned, is hooray to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to test you, Mallory, and you passed the test. The, the past 30 years have just been a test? Oh, have fun. Granted, you cheated by having all of these friends assist you. Best friends? <laughs> We're acquaintances, really. Drinking buddies. <laughs> but still, you've won. You did something. You've created this whole story for all of us to share. You've taken the form of narrative fiction into the realms of dreams. You see? This is his dream after all. <laughs> Maybe. At least he thinks it is. Doesn't matter. You're... uh, Are you finally proud of me? Not at all. But I'm not disappointed in you. Kind of. And that is something. Kind of. Suppose it is. Yes. You can go back to your coma now, Blackpool. Swim happily in your own subliminal. Look me up if you make it out alive. If I remember this dream, I'll buy you a drink. This is the best coma ever! Forever! Dog! This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.